Hello and welcome to another episode of the Run, Try, Chat podcast, where your favorite podcasters get together for a virtual chat about issues in running, triathlon, and the endurance sport lifestyle. So sit back and enjoy. It takes a lot to get to the top and a little just to fall off quick. And I think I've seen you here before. Sometimes you fly so high, so fast it makes you sick. You won the battle and lost the war. But I don't mind if you say every time you talk to me, every time we talk, we came, we saw. Okay, so with me today is Iron Woman extraordinaire Aaron337 from the Try and Reality podcast. Hey, Aaron. Hello, how are you? I'm good. And also we have Megan, also known as a vegan running mom, who is a speedy marathoner who has turned into a triathlete lately. And she has her podcast, Run Vegan Run. So, hey, Megan, down in California. Hi. I'm actually not in California, though. I'm in South Carolina. <laughs> right. I forgot. You're far away. So you're three hours difference right now, aren't you? Yeah. yeah but so, hello. <laughs> so normally we're all West Coast girls. Yes. Yeah. So um, why don't we just kind of start off with the... Give, give, give me a little update on your current training, what your goals are, what, what races are you going towards, and Erin, why don't you start with that? Sure. Um, when you introduce me as a podcaster, I feel a little bit guilty because I haven't put a podcast out in over a year, um, and I've you know been pleasantly surprised by all the, the um, people out there on Twitter and Facebook who want me to start again, and that's the intent. It's just, as we all know, it's the time to try, try and get it done. Um, you guys seem to fit it in really well, but um, my uh, training's going very well. I'm back training for Ironman 2011, so which is uh, at Ironman Canada, which is at the end of August. Um, I completed Ironman 2009 um, and uh, or Ironman Canada 2009, and really, really enjoyed it. But knew that I needed to take a year off just to kind of get back to knowing my friends, knowing my family, and um, decided to take the year off. And my husband did a lot of training and a lot of marathons last year. And now it's my turn again to spend my time um, pretty much doing nothing but training and family and work. So, uh, But everything's on track and going, doing really well. And I just got back from a one-hour ride outside, which is really exciting because I haven't been outside all year on my bike, which oh, is great. I'm jealous. Yeah, it was pretty, I couldn't believe how like absolutely excited I felt about being on my bike just because of the weather and it's cold here. It's, you know, zero um, Celsius, but it's, it's uh, sunny. So it's just nice compared to the rain that we've had. So, wow, that is pretty cold for Vancouver for end of February, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it was chilly. I should have worn something on my ears, but I didn't, didn't wear anything. They're, they're defrosting right now. And, and so with uh, Ironman Canada at the end of August, what's your first race that you're going to do? Because I know you're doing Oliver, right? Oliver <laughs> Half Iron with me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm doing the Delta Tri, which is just a little sprint triathlon 
um, in Delta BC. It's really, it's a great one for beginners and there's still some pros that go into it as well, but um, that's in April. Okay. And then I'm not doing anything until, uh, well, I'm doing the Vancouver Half Marathon uh, in May and then June is the Oliver Half Ironman and then July is a Soyuz Half Ironman. Oh, you're so, doing desert half as well? Mm, oh, yeah. Good you. Figured I might as well go big. No kidding. So, Megan, how about you? What are you doing these days? Well, yesterday I ran a marathon. That's right, and it was a pretty cool I, one, I understand. Yeah, it was a it was a good one. I mean, it was a tough race, I would say. You know, not great race day conditions or feelings, but um you know, still did well. I ran it with Gordon from This Running Life and got him a PR of 328. So that was very cool. Um, so, but for me, I'm I'm doing a, uh, Boston in April. So I'm really working towards that. And, um, and then I have another marathon in July. And then I believe I may, I've got, I've got my eyes set on a triathlon in June. And it's a long course. So I, you know, I'm still pretty new to all this triathlon stuff. So I'm not exactly sure if those are, if there's like a standard measure, Is if they call it a long like an Olympic distance then. Cause that's pretty standardized. <laughs> no, it's, it's not Olympic. It's like, um, the bike, the swim is like a mile. So that's similar to Olympic. And then the, the the bike, though, is longer. The bike's like 50-something miles. And then the run is nine. It's a strange... I've never heard. So, but anyway, so I'm thinking I might do that. There's plenty of non-standard lengths, distances out there besides just sort of your sprint, Olympic, half-iron, iron. So that sounds pretty exciting. And is it is that the... This is going to be your second triathlon then? Yep, she's gone. Oh, no. I'll just see if she uh, pops back up or not. Otherwise, I'll just add her. All right. So anyways, um, while I'm waiting to see if she comes back, um, Erin, why don't you – one of the questions people – a lot of people are asking us was how um, we manage our time as um, mothers and women who work – you work full-time, don't you? I do, yeah. So how do you manage all that? And while you're chatting about that for a second, I'm just going to add Erin or Megan back in here, okay? Okay. Go. Yeah, actually, this this go around has been a bit more challenging because last time I was training for Ironman Canada, I um, had a different job. I worked at a different company, and my job was pretty much uh, like nine to five, eight thirty to four. Um, it was very, um, um, I don't know. I was able to manage my time fairly flexibly. I didn't have to, um, you know, I didn't have people reporting to me. It was more of a project management role. And then this role I'm in now is um, I have people reporting to me. I'm the director of a call center, and our call center is open 24 hours. So um, it's been a bit more challenging. Are Hello? Are you there now, Megan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, can you hear me? And Erin, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, so Erin okay. was just talking about her job and that you have more responsibility now. Is that what you're saying? Well, it's yeah, it's basically I've changed jobs. So the other thing is... At, just after, oh, just after I finished um, Ironman last year, or two, two years ago now, I guess, in 2009. So did that in August, and then in October I was laid off. So right. 
um, which kind of sucked. But, um, you know, within three months, I actually had a job again. And I'm working for a great company and I really enjoy it. But the job is very different. So previously, I was sort of a project manager, was able to manage my own time. And now I'm managing um, the director of customer service for an online uh, retail company. So um, we are open 24 hours a day. And um, which I guess in some ways is good because then I can actually be a bit more flexible with my time because there's really no time that I couldn't be in the office, right? If I wanted to change my schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's become more challenging to fit everything in just because it's a longer commute. Um, and the job is one of these positions where you kind of need to think about it all the time. Um, I have probably, well, I have 60 people that report to me. So. Yeah. Um, which is fantastic. I'm certainly not complaining about that, but it's one of those things where it's just a lot more um, intensive than the job I was doing before. So it's just another aspect to it. But essentially my life consists of the, you know, training, work and family things. So there's not a lot of other time for friends or socializing except in, you know, if something's planned six months in advance. Yeah, that's right too. And, and Megan, do you work out of the home, or are you are you consu- your life consumed with your kids right now? Yeah, I don't have a paid job other than. <laughs> I mean, I've got paid. I have I have a, all the kids and yep. the household responsibility and yep. no money. <laughs> yeah, that's an important. So job. I'm not gonna. I don't belittle that job at all. And I stayed home with my kids when they were little, and I was happy to be able to do that because. Uh, it's a very yeah. busy life, but um, so you don't have to balance the work thing, but you do have two small kids at home that uh, yeah. take a lot of yeah, time. Yeah, I so. do. I do, and I am, um, you know, part of my being a stay-at-home mom. Obviously, I've, you know, want to be in in their classrooms and at their schools, doing as much as I can. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's the balancing of that, you know, getting in the classroom and doing what I need to do to help them and then making sure that I'm still able to get my workouts in. Um, And then household duties, of course, you know, I can't can't let it all go to the side. (laughs) I I like to just let it go. My priorities are not the house. Well, I'm not going to say that's my priority, but I think Eric will start to complain if he comes home and there's no clean underwear one day, you know. (laughs) And you both have um, athletic husbands uh, who I, I, from my perspective, I think are both pretty supportive of of the things that you do, right? Maybe Erin can comment on that. Yeah, absolutely. I would not... um... I mean, I would not be able to do what I do unless Tim was supportive. Um, we've taken taken turns year to year. So this, you know, I did uh, 2009 was my year, my training, and last year was his training. And, you know, he, he chose to do, um, I think it was seven rock and roll marathon events. So between half marathons and marathons. And, um, you know, he, he did a lot of riding last year, cycling. He did two long um or one very long ride um, from Vancouver to Seattle. Um, and he's really got into to cycling last year as well. So he is going to continue that. But it's, it's the timing is, you know, around, around when I'm doing my stuff, not vice versa. But, yeah, without his support, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. So, so when you have a goal race like this is the Aaron year, yeah. your, your <laughs> training gets scheduled first. And then when, if, there's, if it works out, he fits his in around your training. Is that how it goes then? 
Yeah, um, if there's, we both kind of look at the calendar, and I've already put out my races for the, you know, until August, and then he had he had um, identified some races that he would wanted to do, and if there was ever a conflict, it's my race that wins. <laughs> right, right. And and Megan, how about you? Because I know you and Eric both run. Yeah. How do you guys, how do you guys organize your time so that it, it works? You know, a lot, I mean, we just always have to communicate about it. We definitely do calendaring, you know, if, if, um, you know, for races, kind of putting, you know, at the beginning of the year, we just kind of say, okay, these are the races I really want to do, and these are the races he really wants to do to make sure there's a balance. Um, And then as for daily training, it, it works out really well because, you know, he gets up and does his mostly in the morning really early before anybody's even awake and then I can do my training when the kids are at school mm-hmm. and then I have to say we have an amazing extended family situation in that my mother actually lives with us and so on weekends and she's a runner and so on weekends often she'll say go off and do your run both of you at the same time and so we can just knock it out um, and my sister and my brother-in-law also are very athletic, so they're very understanding. So if we need childcare because of a conflict of training or races, often it's very easy for us to come by within our own family. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So we're lucky. And Erin, you have a son who's, I think, what, 11, 12 now? He's, yeah, he'll be 12 in May. Yeah. And so you guys have to schedule. He's, he's active, too. And so yeah. how do you, you've got his... I know right now Jesse's playing volleyball, and it's like Monday volleyball, Tuesday guitar, Wednesday volleyball, Thursday volleyball. And it's like every day there's something going on, and I only have one kid at home. So, you know, are you in a similar situation? How do you work that into your training as well? Um, well, Jameson's into soccer and um, and track and field. So right now it's just soccer. Um, track and field hasn't really started. So. And, but he has been playing basketball at school, which is Mondays before school. There's a practice, and Mondays after school is um, the games. Um, Tim is the coach of his soccer team, which is so my husband is the coach of uh, his soccer team, which has worked out really well because mm-hmm. um, Saturday games um, and then uh, Wednesday night practices. So Wednesday night practices, I have spin class on Wednesday night, so he takes Jameson to his practice. But on Saturdays, I try to go to the games as um, often as possible. And, um, before, I guess it was, yeah, but in November of last year, I was training for the, um, for the Las Vegas, uh, rock and roll marathon, which is at the beginning of December. And as an example of something that is just, I, because, you know, just the way I, we do things is that the game was in North or sorry, West Vancouver. And, um, I just took my running stuff and ran home from West Van as a training. It was 37 kilometers, so it was a long way, but it's what I needed to do for training. And it was a great, great thing to do, you know, running through all the cities. But it's thinking ahead and doing things like that that seem absolutely ridiculous to most people. But realizing that if you don't do it, it's not, you're not going to fit it in. Yeah, that's true. Because last week, uh, Jesse had a practice and uh i pa i he had i had to pick him up at quarter after five so i knew needed to fit a 45 minute run in so i just went down 45 minutes early i left the car there i did my run by the time i came up to the school to finish up he was just coming out of his practice you know and so you just kind of fit it in however you can right 
And how about you, Megan, with your, well, you kind of talked a little bit about your kids, but is there any other comments you had about fitting it in? And um, I mean, I think we're really similar in that we do things kind of like what Aaron said, that'll seem crazy to other families who aren't active. You know, our kids may have, right now it's kind of an off season, but you know, during soccer season in the fall, we had games every Saturday and Eric and I both actually were coaching and we were both training for races. And so it'd be like, you know, we'd both be at the games, but then maybe in between if, you know, their games, one of us might be running or the other might be cycling. So we do a lot of that juggling, um, doing things like Aaron said, you know, running from one of the, you know, kids events. Yeah. So it's it's constantly this juggle and, and communication. I mean, you have to, in our situation, Eric and I have to discuss it at length all the time. Yeah. And is there ever times for either one of you, um, if you fair, feel of sh- about sharing it, uh, where you don't agree and that it becomes an issue? <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Oh, silence. I, That's good. Uh, I'll, say, I'll say something. You know what? It's pretty, we're pretty good too. We do communicate. Um, you know, Friday nights kind of, you know, we're planning out the weekend. Where's the soccer game? What are you going to do on Saturday? What are you going to do on Sunday? I'm going to do a long ride on Saturday and, you know, just kind of working it out. And, but there's been times where both of us have, you know, come home and been like, oh yeah, I was going to go with so-and-so and we're doing this, you know, three hour ride or whatever. And it's sort of a, you know, short notice or you forgot to mention it. And yeah, it does kind of, um, cause a bit of a challenge sometimes, but we always seem to be able to work it out. I've never had to not do a workout, and I don't think Tim's never had to, to you know, change something around too much. But Yeah, you do have to be flexible. I mean, I think that was probably the, the biggest uh, advice I'd give to people who are trying to get into triathlon or running or whatever, and, you know, is, is being flexible and, and talking about things ahead of time. Don't just walk up to your partner and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. I mean, you have to at least have that um, channel of communication open so you know what each other is thinking. You can't, people can't read minds, especially men. They're not very good at reading minds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think, it, yeah, and I was going to say for us, it's funny. I mean, Eric is the most flexible person when it comes to exercise. Mm-hmm. The guy could, he can run one day at, you know, 4.30 in the morning and then the next day, on Saturday, he's like, I can go for my run whenever. I can run at 6 p.m. I don't care. Whereas I'm like, I'm much better in the morning. Yeah. And so it's great because he's like, whenever, just do it. I'll work it around. Yeah, so, my Eric is a little bit uh, like that as well in that uh, I need to have certain, especially in the heat or whatever, I want to go early. I don't want to be out in the heat. And he doesn't really care. He'll go, you know. He's, he's way more flexible than I am, so he works on my schedule a little bit more. But, um, yeah, I had another thought. Now I've lost it. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, one of the things that Eric and I, my Eric, because you're an Eric, you've got an Eric too. Um, yeah. Eric and I do ride together, and um, I wondered how much uh, training do you guys do together with your husbands? Um, do you ever, you know? Do you run together or whatever? I, my Eric and I can't run together because he's way faster. And uh, But we we will go out and do a long run together where he'll go out and back. And um, we'll just meet up 
or sometimes he'll just run laps around me, um, you know, go out and back and catch up with me. But we never end up running side by side. We're just sort of out on the course at the same time, and we we plan to to be back at the car at the same time. Um, and when we ride together, depends on the kind of ride. But uh, my Eric's pretty good about uh, waiting for me or doing laps around me when uh, I can't keep up with him and his strength on the bike either. So how does that work for either of you ladies? Megan. Um, so Eric and I, for running, we will run recovery runs together, like a zone two. Um, for our paced out, like, you know, tempo work and all that, we never do that because we're just so different in what we're working at goal-wise. We ride bikes together, um, and it's funny because I wonder if maybe he should start doing what your Eric does because I think, you know, he's tall. Eric's My Eric's 6'3", okay. and so he just, I mean, naturally, he can just pedal faster, and, you know, I think sometimes I slow him down, and I'm not as good as a, a climber, yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so there's a lot of frustration there, and so we get we'll get into spats when we get on the bikes together. <laughs> well, I, I know that's for me, for sure. And my Eric is like, he's patient or he, he appears to be patient. Whereas I know that when we're climbing, like he just goes ahead of me and then I get, even though I, I know it's he's not doing anything on purpose, but he's like, he's just really competitive. Not against me, but he wants to, he doesn't want to just go slow ever. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so I'll say, well, why don't we go, we'll go, I'll go a hard ride and you go an easy ride today and then we'll stay together the whole time. But, and he'll say, yeah, but then he'll change his mind as he's climbing up the hill and doesn't want to go as slow as me. And I, that's probably the only time I get really irritated, but I have to work on it because it's, it's me. It's not him. Uh, but yeah. For me. I'm the same way. I mean, I think I, I just don't climb well yeah. and Eric is great at climbing like it just doesn't phase him and I'll say okay well we can't go on a hilly route well to him what's yeah. not hilly to me is like <laughs> Everest. and then I'm like throwing a fit halfway up like you said this wasn't hilly so no. so relate to that oh my god I so relate to that when Eric, my Eric and I ran rode our bikes around the lake which was my only long century ride uh there it's a it was a really really hilly climb and and for me going on 10 percent steep hills or steeper it really makes me crazy and and uh we went up one it was hot day and we were going up one i said and i said you said this wasn't very steep and he said oh this is the only 10 percent hill that we're going to go on and so i i counted them as we were going around and we went on like a dozen of them and one of them yep. was two miles long at 10 percent and i was on you know, this is a tenth one, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> or he's always like, "Oh, just it's almost finished, just around the corner, and we'll be at the top." But uh, yep, yep, yeah. I've heard that many times, and that's usually not not true. <laughs> that's right. But uh, most of the time, we're good, and and we do. If I say, "Hey, you go on ahead, ride out for ten minutes, and then turn around and ride back towards me." And then sometimes he'll go right past me and go out five minutes, and then he'll turn around and come back. And so I feel like we're together, and I don't feel like I'm out on a three-hour ride by myself because I do see him for quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, but you don't also feel the pressure to keep up. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, and when I'm we're on the flats, I'll draft off him, but I can't draft off him uphill. No. How about you, Erin? Well, Tim's quite a bit faster than I am too for running. So we can go out for a run together, but I usually feel like I'm holding him back and he's good about it too. He never would say you're going too slow, but 
and you just kind of feel like you're wasting his, I, at least I feel like it's, I'm wasting his time when he goes out, but, mm-hmm. um, and we just, so we don't run together a lot. He's able to run at lunch at work and, um, his schedule is a little bit more flexible as well. So he can run right after work and he, he lives, um, he lives, he works, um, in the same city that we live. So he's a lot closer to, uh, to home than I am. Um, but as for cycling, uh, it's new to him. So he just started cycling last year and, uh, we have never to this point cycled together. Um, we now have our own bikes cause he was using a bike that I had last year, um, to do his riding. And he eventually, bought me a new bike a couple of weeks ago and said he was going to keep the, um, the other bike that he's using. So, yeah, so we, um, we'll definitely cycle together. We've signed up for one of the, um, the randonneurs, um, rides, which is the Pacific popular and it's around Vancouver and uh, Richmond. And it's a hundred kilometer ride that we've signed up for. That's the beginning of March or sorry, beginning of April. So that'll be the first opportunity we have to actually cycle, a long ride together. So we'll see if we, I'm sure we'll start together. I don't know if we'll finish together. So, Well, and it, it's entirely possible that you could even be a stronger cyclist than him at this point. Maybe, maybe in my dreams. We'll see. <laughs> of course, he's got strong legs from running. He's a fast yeah. runner. So yeah, yeah. It's hard to say. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and Megan, I want to ask you a little bit, cause you've only just started triathlon and, and I'm wondering, yep. um, you know, how did that change the way that you're training and did you find that you've got more training to do now and how are you fitting all that in? Yeah, I mean, it definitely changed my training and I would say only for the better. Um, my running has really improved since adding the swimming and the cycling on a regular basis. Um, it definitely, you know, I, I'm working out more. I'm definitely training more. Um, hours per week, but I would say, even though it's a little bit more, I've got such a great little schedule worked out, you know, how I do it, you know, I have my days that I run, and then the swimming, I can, I can really fit in swimming anytime, um, and then the cycling I do on my cross-train non-run days, and I just do it for as long as I normally, you know, the time is essentially the same amount of time that I'd be out running anyways. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, it's been an adjustment, but I think I did it gradually enough that it wasn't shocking to me or the family. Yeah. And the other thing is my kids love to swim and we have a great facility that's even got an indoor pool during the winter. So I, a lot of times if you know, I need to swear I want to swim in their home. I just take them and they swim while I do laps. Yeah, I've done that with right. my son as well. And that works out really well, doesn't it? It does because your kids get a little energy expenditure as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And Aaron, my question for you too is that now this is your second Ironman. Um, uh, you were coached last time. I think you're being coached again with a different coach. But how are you, um, what, how do you, how's your chain, your training changed in any way or is it? And do you have different goals for this time around? Um, yeah, it's actually quite a, well, the, the goal is different because I know I can do it. Uh, that's not the issue because the first time I did it, I was kind of thinking, you know, hopefully I'll finish within 17 hours. Um, and, um, so now my goal is, um, under 13 hours. Uh, which is which is different, right? Like it's one of those things where you go from training and thinking, you know, hoping you can finish finish before the cutoff to now there's a little bit more pressure because 
I have this goal that now I've just put out there and, um, you know, I want to make sure that I attain it. So I know there's opportunities both in the, the run and the bike for me. So I'm pretty, pretty confident that uh, I'll be able to make that, but I did change coaches. Um, there was really not, um, you know, there wasn't a big falling out with my previous coach at all. I actually planned to go back with him, but the way he's doing his coaching this year is a bit different than before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of a, I don't want to say it's, it's more of a canned program and it's, uh, you know, he'll give you a couple of weeks or, or a couple of months in advance of training. And mm-hmm. the coach that I've decided to go with is, um, finish line coach. So it's Kelvin, um, who's on Twitter as well, but he, he does the programs probably two to three weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's pretty, it's pretty cool because he's actually in the same club that I am. So I actually get to see him face to face and go for a run with him or, you know, hopefully do some cycling together. And if I say, Oh, you know, Hey, I want to go snowshoeing for four weeks because Jameson's got uh, ski lessons up at Grouse mountain he can just quickly put it into my program and change it on the fly. So yeah. it's very flexible that way. But the actual philosophy of training and the, the, the day-to-day stuff, it's, it's very similar to what I was doing before. And I, I'm very confident that, you know, under his coaching that I'll definitely meet my goal. So are you going to do much different training? I know you just sort of said you're doing pretty much the same thing, but is your training going to change too much to increase your speed? Or do you think you're going to be that much more fit this year? I think, um, I mean, Calvin knows what my goal is, and so he'll create the program to make sure I get there. But I, I think that there is, having been there and knowing a lot of the um, the ins and outs of the course and just knowing where I think I can take some time off, I think it's, it's um, and obviously having, you know, two more years of training behind, my, behind me, mm-hmm. I think that'll go a long way as well. So. And what did you, you had 13 something on your first race, right? Yeah, 13, 23, 56. Yeah, so we're talking about cutting off like 25 minutes. So that's, you know, 13, 23 is just an amazing time for your first half. Yeah. A full Ironman. That's just amazing, anyways. Yeah, it was pretty shocking, to be honest. I didn't yeah. think I would come under 13, or I didn't think that I would come under 15 hours, to be honest, but. Um, yeah, I was pretty stoked with that time. So, but I also know that I can, that I can improve on it. So yeah. And 20 minutes. Well, that's reasonable, you know, and hopefully this, the, uh, weather and everything will, will be such that you're able to do that. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And I will be down there cheering you on. Yay. Oh, awesome. Um, I don't know if either of you have any other things you wanted to bring up or talk about, or you've had something pop in your head that you wanted to say, uh, and I'll let you contemplate that and throw it in whenever you want. Um, we did have one question from Ashley, who was asking about uh, 650 versus 700. What is it? Millimeter wheels? What are those? What are those numbers? 650 what? Aaron, do you know? That's a good question. I think it's millimeters. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> I just realized as I'm saying it, I sound different. Yeah. Um, anyways, my I know my wheels are seven. And uh, she's small like me. She's actually 5'2". I'm 5'3". And I have a small, small bike, like 49, I think. Uh, But she's kind of wondering about getting 650s instead of 700. So a little bit smaller wheel. And uh, I didn't do any research to, to back, you know, to be able to comment on this in any intelligent way. But I do know that I thought about getting 650s for a while. And you had some comments about that to say, Aaron. So why don't you 
tell me what you think. Yeah, I'm not. I have two friends actually that are um, um, five foot two or five foot three. I guess they're on the shorter side, and they use six fifties. And I honestly, I mean, it just the fit of the bike and the fit of the the wheel is just um, more suited to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the technical reason is why you would do that, but. Um, the one sort of drawback to it is that if you have a flat during a race or during a ride, um, you better make sure that you've got a, a tube or two um, with you because most people will be carrying 700s and you can't you can't put a uh, 700 into a 650. So, um, but other than that, I don't know the actual technical reason why you want to use that something. Different. Um, yeah, I can I can think of one thing, and, and I, don't, I don't know if this is the right answer, but this is what I'm thinking, that I know on my bike, uh, I have to have the seat really low in order for me to touch my feet on the ground, okay? And if you look at people's bikes, their seats are up really high, and then when they get down on their aero bars, they've got that, you know, that aerodynamic position. They look aerodynamic. Their butt's higher than their upper body. Whereas me, I'm really straight across, right? Uh, my seat is level with the with the aero bars and the post. So if I had smaller wheels, my bike would be just a bit lower. I'd be able to touch the the ground a little bit easier, right? Just even that, probably an inch or so, right? And so, which means I'd be able to raise up my seat a bit, and I'd be in. A, I'm I'm just throwing this out there. I don't know if this is true, but I'm just thinking that would be one of the things that would give me an advantage of being in a bit more aerodynamic position on my aero bars. So I'm wondering if that's what it is. Perhaps I'll have that to do sounds, some It sounds very logical to me, but of course, I'm a very, very new cyclist. So. Yeah. And how tall are you, Megan? Oh, she's gone again. We lost her. <laughs> she might pop in. I wonder if she... Uh, are you there? Oh, you're there. You muted yourself okay, that... again? I just asked yeah, you how, how tall you are. I'm 5'7", you're so five that seven. doesn't apply. Yeah, and how tall are you, Erin? Uh, Five six. Five six, yeah. Okay, I would have guessed you that, that too. Yeah. So, yeah, that might be the answer, Ashley, if you're listening. Um, but uh, I think maybe I'll do a little research on 650 wheels, and I might uh, talk about it on my show and, and give a little more feedback than that. Um, uh, well, unless you ladies have anything else to add, I'm going I to... I wanted to ask you both a quick question. So, Aaron, are you still doing... Were you being doing vegetarianism, or um, were you just eating fish? Were you for a while there? Yes, I know. Yeah, so I um, I don't even I can't remember where I found this video, but I ended up watching Earthlings. Yes, which horrified me. Yeah, and I'm I have never been somebody who I mean, other than I watched you know watched Food Inc. and you know I'm aware of. Um, sort of how food production happens. And I've, you know, I order from a local organic um, grocery that delivers, you know, fruit and vegetables to my house and, you know, that, that kind of stuff. But that movie just, I, it hit home. And so for a total of, unfortunately, it was only eight weeks after that, I didn't eat any um, meat other than fish. So fish um, and seafood. And then I started to have some symptoms of uh, low iron. And I was okay. really freak, freaked out about the fact that when you get into a low iron situation, it's really hard to come out of it. So I started to add organic meats back into my diet. 
And unfortunately, it's it's snowballed into meat again. But it, you know, if there's a vegetarian option, I definitely will choose that over, you know, a heavy meat. Um, depending on what training I've done that week or, um, you know, during that cycle, I may have, you know, a steak. But um, in general, I do try to stay to more vegetarian options. But I'm I'm not perfect by any means. So. Oh, well, none of us are perfect. Yeah, it was it, the intent. And I also have to say, you know, as far as my family being supportive, they're extremely supportive with everything I do. They weren't as supportive with the vegetarianism. So yeah, uh, that's hard. that was part of the issue about, you know, oh, yeah, I put chicken in the past and you'll just have to pick it out. <laughs> well, okay, no, that's, that's not really what I wanted to do. But, you know, at some point, you know, I'd rather have my meals cooked for me, I guess, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I've just really tried to eat more vegetarian options. And, you know, being where, you know, where, where I live, it's, there's a lot of seafood available. There's a lot of, um, you know, certainly in the summertime, there's a lot of fresh vegetables available. So Vancouver, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far to say it's um, California, but it is sort of California like in the, the way that it is, um, you know, that we definitely have a lot of options when it comes to eating out and, um, you know, vegan and vegetarian restaurants are, are quite common here. Great. That's yeah. good. Yeah. And, and Barb, what about you with you? Because yeah. I know you work on like Meatless Monday kind of things. Yeah. Well, I, I've just been playing with it. And I think it's a kind of thing that's that I've been playing around with the idea for a year or so. And I, I've been trying things. And I think I'm kind of slowly switching over. I I can see myself becoming almost vegetarian at some point, but uh, it's a, it's such a huge lifestyle change too, and the way I do everything. And, and a lot of the I find there's a lot of um, cultural things to do with food, you know, and, and social things to do with food that I have to give up. That I I haven't figured out how to give it up without being unhappy about it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and Christmas dinners and, and Eric's and my Friday night steak and red wine kind of thing, you know. And I'm not sure mm-hmm. I want to go that far. So, but I have, I, I am, I would say, eating meatless probably four, four nights a week. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, and I don't really, I mean, I, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it, but I just, it's, it's easy. There's so many things that I enjoy eating with um, just the beans and grains and things like that. Um, and I do try to eat more fish. Uh, I, oh, I cut out pretty well all red meat, but I will have steak once in a while. But even when I eat steak, I used to have a big steak. Now I have like a little piece of steak. Um, and I, I'm a little bit to do with, it's more about the health benefits than it is the, um, what's the word? The emotional aspect of, you know, the animal cruelty. The animal, stuff. right. And I don't want to say that I, I don't care about them. I do. And I, I'd certainly, I've been a farmer in my life, and uh, I know what that whole <laughs> lifestyle is like. And I, I do care about that. I can't watch that Earthlings movie. I started. I just can't even. I don't even. Can't even watch it. I have watched Food Inc. And um, I don't know. I, I, I think. I don't think I would totally go vegan because, to me, I don't like the way the um, the the. I can't think of the right word. I want to say butchering of the animals. Like that part is horrible to me, but milking cows, I don't know. It doesn't, I don't feel stressed about that aspect, you know. But uh, yeah, I I guess I'm just trying to be taking, making more healthy choices and and moving that direction. And I've actually been able to 
um, Aaron, get my boys eating vegetarian food when they don't even, you know, they don't, well, I'm not saying they won't realize it, but I've made a lot of things that they went, hey, this is really good. Hey, I like this, you know. That's great. Yeah, so I'm I'm slowly getting them into it more and more, too. Yeah, and that's it's baby steps for any change in, in diet if it's going to stick. I mean, yeah, that's, that's just, right. I think if I went and tried to do it whole hog, it would just fall apart. So, oh, whole hog, yeah. that's a poor choice. <laughs> Good pun. <laughs> <laughs> but funny. I am the only cook in this house, and so uh, it often means for me, I have to cook two meals, right? Yeah, uh, make one for Eric and my son, and then make a meatless option for myself. So it's not always easy. Megan, what is Gordon doing? Is his have his family vegan as well, or is he um, the only one? Because that would he's, it's a huge change for his family too, right? Yeah, so he's the only vegan in his house. However, he's the primary cook now, and so you know when he cooks, they eat it. Right. Yeah. And if his wife or the boys really want, you know, something with meat, then she just will do it on the side, you know, in addition to, or, mm-hmm. you know, they just work it out. He doesn't cook it. I think this summer she had him cook some chicken, and that was kind of the last time because it just, after that, he was just kind of like, this just doesn't feel right, yeah. you know, <laughs> cooking yeah. the chicken, even though I'm the vegan in the room. Um, but yeah, so you know his his family eats primarily vegan at home. Yeah, and then you know when they're out or if they want something else, they just add it to the to the table. Yeah. The other thing, it, I, the other thing that I found was that um, we do eat out quite a lot, and that's not a a huge problem. Again, just because there's lots of options in in you know where I live, but um, you know if I don't if you don't plan ahead and have a snack or something that you know is with you know vegetarian with you you end up kind of I don't know you make poor choices I find as well because I if I was really hungry and you know you look in the the um the the vending machine this is really bad but the vending machine at work has these um those Michelinas or those sort of lean cuisine meals in it and if there wasn't a vegetarian option, you end up, you know, eating the macaroni and cheese and that type of thing where, you know, it's definitely not good for you, but it's vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that it's definitely, you know, that's where it, practice just comes in and just figuring out, like, what are the better options and having mm-hmm. snacks. You know, it definitely, there's planning. I, I'll give you that. Thinking ahead and I mean, Eric and I had a couple times this past holiday season where we went to um, parties and all we could eat were field greens. (laughs) And we were pretty hungry. So, (laughs) you know, we're like looking at each other like, ah, this is not cutting it anymore. (laughs) So, so yeah, it is, it is, you know, lifestyle adjustment and a lot of planning initially when you yeah and and learning you know what what to cook and what to make and uh like my first experiences with uh like tofu were were terrible and then it was like ooh I hate this and I don't want to eat that ever and so then it's like okay I don't want to be a vegetarian um I've actually found I I don't really buy tofu at all and I found tons of things I can eat that I love that have you know that are have protein they have all the things that I need and they're totally meatless. So 
you know, it's it's learning those recipes that work for you that uh, are yummy. And I find I use a lot of spices too, which uh, makes things. It's five o'clock. No, sorry. Is that you? That's, yeah, that's, that's funny. <laughs> and I'm going. No, it's not. My it's funny how quickly my brain has you know changed to be on East Coast time. I'm like, yeah. no, it's eight. It's not five o'clock. <laughs> that won't happen again for another hour or so. <laughs> well, my yeah. my uh, my clock uh, computer clock just turned to five o'clock right when you said that. And I went, oh, is that mine that did that? <laughs> no, actually, I was um, last night. We were at a. Um, at triathlon party, we were all getting together to to watch our swim strokes be analyzed by our coach who had videotaped us, and that was a lot of fun. But um, one of the women in our club is vegan, and she brought a quinoa, a cold quinoa salad, so like a pasta Ooh. salad, but it was quinoa, and it had um, you know uh, peppers and cucumber, I think, cut up, and it was sort of like a light. Not a vinaigrette, but almost like a lemon type of dressing. And honest to God, it was so good. Mm-hmm. You know, and there is a there's a dish that's like a complete protein. It's a full meal, and you know, like that's awesome. But yeah. again, it's the wow. I don't even know. I mean, I guess I'd really have to start doing some cooking myself because I don't cook at all. But to to get something like that organized. But yeah, I mean, it's it's not the taste by any means. And, and my family enjoys whatever you know vegetarian or vegan thing we 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 um get but um it's just the the organization of it we actually have a really good vegan restaurant we had um in vancouver and we had uh chocolate cake and i had to ask i didn't i didn't ask at the beginning i asked at the end how did you make the icing Mm -hmm. for this chocolate cake because it was unbelievable and yeah i'm sure sure, megan you know this but it was avocado with with uh, with cocoa in it I've actually, I've done, you know who shared a recipe with me? My first experience using avocado was um, Jake from Run Like Health. Mm-hmm. He had a recipe for, um, was it a cupcake or a brownie, but the icing, you know, and then it had avocado in it. And I was like, wow. I mean, and, and it's so healthy, right? I mean, it's and still loaded, not- but you've got really good fats in there. So I'm making some banana chocolate chocolate banana cake right now because I have way too many bananas and I want I, I don't put any icing on it because I don't have any healthy icing so how would you make it with the avocado cocoa and do you put sugar in it or what I can't remember how I did it it's very like, sweet yeah okay, yeah I'll I mean just, I think I think there was sugar something. ask Jake I mean because he emailed me the recipe pretty quick um he might, you know, that guy's up all hours. <laughs> he, he's up late for a guy who gets up early and has kids. Yeah, he, he doesn't sleep. I think yeah. he's got like, he's kind of like dirt dog that way. He's like yeah. always around. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, Google it. Because, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, it's guilty pleasure, but yeah. it's not as well, guilty because it's got good yeah. fat. Yeah, and the cake that I have has no eggs, no milk. Um, it has applesauce, cocoa, bananas, and uh, the texture is a little bit, I don't want to say rubbery, but it leads toward that way, but it's really good. It's super moist, and uh, it has a little bit of oil, a little bit of sugar, but not much. So, I mean, I guess you could say it's vegan, I think. Yeah, that sounds like it. Yeah. I've got it on my food blog anyway, so. Oh, Aaron, check it out. If you want to try some uh, 
Good salad stuff. I've got a quinoa and two different kinds of bean. Sounds kind of like your recipe that you have. Okay. Uh, salad on my food blog too. I got a like as I've been finding new recipes. I've put, been putting a few on. There's lots of non-vegetarian stuff on there. I'll warn you ahead of time. No, I know. I've been there before. I know. It's okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing though the impact you guys have had on uh, on my eating habits. So you know just. Good. Just through osmosis of listening and thinking and, and okay, well, yeah, I should try that. Okay, I should I should give this a try and, you know, and, and giving me ways to do it, you know, suggestions on how. And, and you're very patient because, you know, it is hard to, to change things and I, and uh, it's, but you're not being very, um, you're not being judgmental. So I appreciate no. that. I mean, I, that's the one thing I always tell people. I'm like, who am I to judge how you eat? I ate horribly for so many years, right? So, so you I didn't grow up it. like this then? Oh, gosh, no. no. No, I was, you know, standard American diet and mm-hmm. heavy and, yeah, didn't. I loved Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. So, well, I, yeah. I went through my teens eating at McDonald's pretty well every single day because it was just a half mile from my high school. Yeah. And I would go there. Oh, and yeah. Have, I'd have hot chocolate and egg McMuffin for breakfast and then have a burger for lunch. And I don't know. It's amazing, <laughs> yeah. It amazes me that I'm still alive, actually. I know. Me, too, for how much I ate it. And then how much yeah. I ate it when my kids were first born, you know. Yeah. We have a baby. Happens. I haven't stepped inside a McDonald's for three years. and Oh, I, ha- I lied. I went the other day, and I was telling Eric and Jesse, I went to the McDonald's the other day, and they both looked at me with these huge eyes like, oh, I went to McDonald's. I said, yeah, I had to go to the bathroom really bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I just went in the back what? door, went to the bathroom, and left. <laughs> when we um, crewed for their dog and Kevin at Burning River this summer, one day, Gordon and I went for a run, and it was hot, hot, and humid, and I was having a hard time with that because California doesn't yeah. get the humidity. Yeah. And the only place to refill my bottle of water was at a McDonald's. And yeah. <laughs> Gordon was like, can you do it? Can you get the water <laughs> from the McDonald's? And I was like, I have to. And I felt so morally wrong just going in there. But I, you know. Water. Uh, that's so, so funny. It's funny. Yeah. Bathrooms and water. And they have good coffee, I've heard. Yeah. They, so. they do. Actually, I um, one of my New Year's resolutions was to not eat at McDonald's for a year. And I've done this before. I've also sworn off donuts at Tim Hortons for a year, which is very challenging as well. But I miss the coffee at McDonald's because there's a McDonald's right by my office where I would go through the drive-thru in the morning. But I more, more planning. But <laughs> I always go my... When we get the, we go to Tim Hortons and get the the sandwich, coffee donut, uh, treat. I mm-hmm. always just give Eric my donut. I don't need it. I, I can. I love donuts, but they're just so bad. I just, I just don't find it too hard to say no to them. You just but, easily uh, pass it. Yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, you know, just driving through it used to be so easy. Just when you're hungry, just drive through, grab a burger. Drive through, grab a burger. When you have little kids, especially, it's hard. Anyways. All right, well, I need to get organized because it's uh, Sunday night. No, I have to go to work tomorrow. I have school? Even, yeah, oh, yeah, you don't have President's Day. <laughs> no, no, no holiday. No, and, and we don't give holidays for our prime minister. We just don't. Yeah, we should, though. Don't go there. <laughs> give him a day off. He has enough days off. I'd like a day off in February. They're, they're talking about, they used to have a, fa- uh, they have, in some provinces, they have a family day. Or is it January or February? Oh, really? Yeah, February in Alberta. 
Yeah, so nice. Like That's that. nice. It's that would be nice. We don't have we don't have any holiday stat holiday. We have yeah. we have pro Our, days for in February though. Mm-hmm. Uh, teachers. Well, there was, talk, there was talk about having a with glowing hearts day to commemorate the Olympics, but um, you know most people realize that July first is actually Canada Day, and I don't think that flew, but. It would be nice to have a day off in February for sure. It would. All right. So uh, thanks for getting online. And Thank hey, you. Now that I got you a Skype friends. You know, hey, <gasps> we can do call anytime. Yeah. <laughs> call anytime. Yeah. Any yeah. questions? Let me know. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Anybody got any well, last sure. minute things to say? Well, thank you for having me. It was fun. Well, how about giving a little plug for your uh, podcast and blog then, and maybe uh, where people can find you? Megan, go ahead. So you can find me, my website is veganrunningmom.com. I'm Vegan Running Mom on Twitter and email veganrunningmom at gmail.com. And my show is Run Vegan Run. And I actually will have an episode out hopefully sometime in the next day or two with my race recap from Myrtle Beach. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing about that. And how about you, Erin? Um, I've kind of fallen off the scene, I guess. I um mostly on Twitter and Facebook. So Aaron three, three, seven on, um, Facebook and Twitter, actually. Um, my blog is Aaron Lee And, um, my podcast was trying reality and I am trying to resurrect it. I promise. So, yeah. so <laughs> I, there's a whole year's worth of episodes that people can go back and listen to if they haven't listened to it before. And, and maybe you can just send her emails and give her a little nag because it's always fun to hear updates. Yeah. Even if you just do it maybe even once a month or something, you know, it'd be kind of fun yeah, to I hear think, how that I think that might have to be how it is. So. Yeah. So it's try, T-R-I, and then the letter N, and then reality, right? Yeah. Good. That's right. And I, I'll put this all in the show notes uh, for this particular episode, which you can find at runtrychat.blogspot.com. All righty. All right, Very well, good. I'm going to say goodbye to you ladies, and uh, keep. Uh, I'll see you on Twitter probably. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Have a good evening. Okay. Thank care. you. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Run, Try, Chat. Information and links to the hosts of today's show can be found on the website at runtrychat.blogspot.com. You can contact me at runtrychat at gmail.com, or if you want to connect in a different way, you can click like, on the Run Try Chat Facebook page or follow me on Twitter as Run Try Chat or as Kelowna Girl. Music for this show is by the Canadian band Great Big C and it can be found on Mevio's Podsafe Music Alley as well as on iTunes. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my talented daughter Angie who created the cover art and logo for the podcast. Thanks for listening and happy training. Little pearls of wisdom that tumble from